I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... If you want to drop us a line, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguide2stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings do help new people find this show, but even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you know someone that you think might like the introverts guide to tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. Okay. I just got to say that was the most zing that I have ever heard you with the opening. And I loved it. I'm just trying to compensate for social distancing depression. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it worked. It sounds great. (laughs) Now, I just want to be clear that I'm not so much depressed about the social distancing. As an introvert, I consider myself very pro-social distancing. Yeah. It's more depression about those people who are goddamn not doing it. Oh, who's not doing it? Lots of people are not doing it. That's disgusting. Go home, you filthy animal. <laughs> okay, okay, topic, topic, topic. Yes, Phil, we have you have a <laughs> you have a problem. What? <laughs> no, you don't. No, you that don't. That is how this yeah. got started in the first place. Okay, Matt. hold on, hold on. Context here. <laughs> we we have this list of episodes that we have been meaning to do. Now, grieving was one of them where he just sat on the list. We didn't know when we should touch it, but this particular episode has been around for a while. It's been around for two years. And I have strategically put Phil's name right beside the topic. I just, I want to be clear that the reason why we haven't done it before is resistance (laughs) because what the list, what the list says is, Video game dependency, brackets, Phil. <laughs> to be clear, I did mean it as a, Phil, you should be the one heading this one just because I don't play video games that often compared to maybe some people. Sure. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was some shade thrown. <laughs> I just felt personally attacked by the list. That's all it is. It's like I was personally attacked by the insinuation that I am video game dependent. Are you? Don't ask me what I was doing before I started before we started recording today. <laughs> it's off topic. Off topic. No, it's very on topic. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, video game dependency. Do you think it is a problem in the introvert community? That's a big question. <laughs> it's a broad topic. It's a very broad topic because the question is like. What defines video game dependency? Hmm. Why don't we start with that? Okay. Okay. I would say a video game dependency. I wouldn't even say so much that you're relying on it for socializing because I, I, I think it's the amount of hours that you're going to invest in this. And if this is the only 
your only source of recreational distraction, like anything that, that can, you're just too focused in on it for hours and hours. And this is just something you even do on a weekend where it's just, it's not switching up. I think that's a little bit of a dependency issue, but, but I could be wrong. I might, I might argue that a video game dependency is not so much regarding about the the amount of time that you spend playing the video game, but whether mm-hmm. or not when you are not playing the video game, you are going through withdrawal. Oh yes, like your fingers are kind of moving along with the joystick, or or just like you feel like something is missing. Oh yes, okay. You know, like like when you are not playing the video game, um, it's like leaving an addiction behind. Like you 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 start to feel that feeling in your chest or right behind the eyes. Like you would if you if you uh were a smoker and you stopped smoking for or you hadn't you were starting to hit that point where you really needed a cigarette or something like that. Mm. Yes. Phil, can you tell us more about this? About the smoking or <laughs> uh, about the video <laughs> any withdrawals? I'm again, sorry. again. I'm so you sorry. are so <laughs> hell bent on painting me as some kind of video game dependent. You're gonna find that one episode. Don't worry, you'll get me back. I know you will. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe. We don't You'll know. never know when that's coming though. Anyway, um <laughs> the thing is that like the important thing about playing a video game for me, and as we'll see as we get a little further on, for a number of people who who identify as introverts, is the fact that at say at the end of a long day or the end of any day when you've been at work or whatever. And if you go, if you work in an office, chances are there is socializing involved in that. And then when you come home, turning on the video game for a while gives you the opportunity to turn your brain off in such a way that you are able to recharge the batteries Mm -hmm. relatively quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, there are there is a huge variety of video games, mm-hmm. and that that's the one thing that I've noticed is you can either do something where there is a little bit more socializing with it, where you can get like maybe a party going, and that that's pretty fun, or mm-hmm. you can do something that's a little bit more open ended, uh, maybe world creation, and and I I I personally. I think there's something really nice in that with turning your brain off. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of skill development that can go with that too, right? Sure. I'm a little hooked on Minecraft right now. Oh, tell me about your Minecraft addiction, Jess. <laughs> well, Steve got me hooked on it. He, he like we went over. There's always somebody who gets somebody hooked. You know what? The first taste is free, is what they say. <laughs> I get it now. I understand. I was the one that knocked it. And I didn't get it, but then we went to his sister's place and we saw her world that she's been working on for like five years and it's massive and I couldn't believe it. So Steve and I got it when we we got our, our new Xbox and we were so excited to try it. And I kid you not, I was addicted to it for like five days. I was going at it and building this um, incredible castle that took mm-hmm. hours upon hours I now have it on my phone. <laughs> I, I I may or may not be planning to get it on my, my MacBook. We're starting to have a bit of an issue because this is now starting to become something that uh, is taking over my dreams at night. Really? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my, how the tables have turned. <laughs> Indeed they have. Indeed they have. Um, tell me, like, what is it that playing Minecraft at the end of your day, what is it that that does for you? Just lets me be quiet for a little bit. You know, again, it is that shutting off your your mind a little bit. And, and not that it's mindless. It's nice to focus on something. Um, and just at the moment, I, I don't have a means of, of of maybe working on my theater craft. I, I don't have a, a means of doing that at the moment. So this is actually a nice creative outlet, frankly. Mm. I, I like that. And just, <laughs> I know this is going to sound so strange but it's the fact mm. that you can be your your character is alone in minecraft if you don't stumble mm. on a little village <laughs> mm-hmm. and and it's nice that this this character is in the quiet forest just chopping down some trees <laughs> it's kind of nice mm. yeah i find it peaceful it, there's also something about how video games like the brain off can also provide a bit of a respite in a stressful time mm-hmm for example, as we record this, um, we are just heading into the second week of official uh, social distancing in Ontario, where we record this. And I know several people who have purchased video game systems um, pretty much at the start of this in order to occupy themselves. Wow. Oof. It's a good investment. I mean, it's an excellent investment. Also, I mean, the fact that it coincided for a lot of people with the release of um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people apparently are playing this. Um, also, Doom came out. So uh, it's a lot of a lot of opportunity for people to play a game uh, in order to take their minds off the fact that there's a lot of chaos outside their windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing like grabbing a nice cup of tea or... I don't know, your favorite beverage and just sitting down and relaxing with the game, right? Something you've been looking mm-hmm. forward to. And I mean, you know, I've been trying to avoid just because, you know, this is rather on topic. I've actually been trying to avoid video games during the day, just while we are in social distancing quarantine time, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. just as a means to make sure I'm keeping productive. I am moving around the house and I'm doing something, but oh, there's just something so rewarding about sitting down finally and getting a- being able to play, right? Sure, absolutely. I generally will do the same during the week. However, Mm -hmm. on weekends, all bets are off. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I have permission, if I can, on the weekend to sit and game as much as I want. It's true. I don't hear from you on the weekends. (laughs) No, pretty much not. (laughs) No. No, exactly. We don't really chat on the weekends. It's off limits. (laughs) Nope. Weekends are gaming time. No, I mean, not all. Not it's not entirely the thing, but like. Weekends are a great time to devote to that. Mm-hmm. Jess, do you remember the first video game that you played? Yes. I was super young, but my sister and my dad had this uh, obsession with Super Mario World. Mm. And I became quickly obsessed with it, to which I started playing Mickey um, Mania. That was the hardest game I had ever played. It was hard. And how old were you at this time? I think it was probably about like six or seven. Have you revisited that game? I have. And I. Are you any better at it? I still haven't beaten it. (laughs) (laughs) 
here's the thing. I was so frustrated. Mm. So frustrated. I turned it off. I went on YouTube and I looked up the ending and it was the most anticlimactic thing I have ever seen in my life. I was so mad. Well, there you go. Yeah. At least at least you 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 didn't fight through the game to get to that ending. Exactly. And then I grew up and then PlayStation was coming out and then there were other mm. amazing games to to get obsessed with. Spyro being which and and Crash Bandicoot, those were my jams. What about you? Uh, okay. So if we're going to talk about first video games, um, I'm showing my age. Most of the games that I played in my youth were at arcades. Mm. Consoles were just starting to come out. My family coveted a ColecoVision, just to give you some context Ooh. in uh, of the era that that was. We did not have one. The first video game that I played on a console that I bought was Sonic the Hedgehog, the original uh, Sega Genesis version. Oh, yes. Very nice. And after the Genesis, I didn't have a game system until many years, maybe ten, five, seven years later, um, when I purchased a PlayStation 1 in order to be able to play uh, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, good. Good game. And my roommates and I sunk a lot of time into Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Sometimes we took turns playing and other times each person had their own, basically their own save game. And we would just watch each other play the game. Mm -hmm. Would you say about that time, that's when you started to notice that this is a hobby that you could really get into? I mean, yes. Mm hmm. But there was also the fact that I had roommates at the time. There was a social aspect, too. Um, it was something that we could do. And whether it was uh, playing Final Fantasy VII or Tekken, which was the fighting game, which we would play. And uh, we, we like we spent several many, many like Friday, Saturday nights just sort of like hanging out, playing, playing video games like that. Mm -hmm. How excited? How excited were you? when land parties were starting to become more popular never played a land party really yeah wow. no okay but i mean in order for so like i i never played video games on a computer mm -hmm. i only ever played video games on a console ah. um computers that i that i tended to that i that i tended to own um I usually bought in those days, those early days, I bought cheap. So they didn't usually have the juice to run a video to run video games. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, that, you know, I just didn't didn't play those. Mm -hmm. um, I really only played online relatively recently, like within the last uh, 10 years or so. Oh, wow. What have you been playing? I mean, in terms of playing online stuff, um, I think the first game that I played online was was Halo 3. Oh, nice. And that was a game when I realized how, how frustrating it could be to play online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because my first experience playing online was playing Halo on Xbox Live. And um, I'm trying to play the game and I'm trying to learn. And I keep getting shot by the same guy, but I can hear 
that it's not just a guy. He's like 12. <laughs> and I know he's 12 because of like the voice that I'm hearing that that says that calls me a bitch every time he shoots me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and so, no. First lesson I learned about Xbox Live was turn off the setting that lets you talk to anyone. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. Only have it set so you can talk to your friends because everybody else sucks. Oh, yeah. No, I made that mistake when my uh, cousins and I all got together to play some Halo and we were on Xbox Live. And I remember saying something into the microphone. And as soon as they heard it was a girl, it, it just... I stood no chance. I just, it, yeah. was, it was the abuse of a lifetime. Uh, turn yes, it off. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. Yeah, no, that was brutal. So I've played games online since then, but always with that, that setting so that I am not playing. I'm not hearing other people because the worst, sometimes you hear the worst things, the worst in people. Mm-hmm. If you're talking to them in a video game setting. Oh yeah. Um, but I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed playing playing games that way. Like uh, eventually, um, I would like I would play Halo quite a bit online. Um, I died a lot. It was fun, but I died a lot. I get I get to the point where, so I'm not really good at these games. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's not why I'm playing. Um, so I was like, did how. Did I survive longer than I usually do? Yes, great. Did I sh- did I shoot more dudes than before? Yeah, great. But I'm always pretty much consistently getting owned by whoever else is playing. Uh and you just have to accept that's part of the game. Yeah. Unless you're really good at it. <laughs> I like the candidacy. Thank you very much for being so Thank candid. <laughs> yes. Feel ready um, everyone. That's right. I would I would say though that when the game when gaming started to get therapeutic for me at the end of a day was uh Grand Theft Auto. Oh, really? Yeah. I never would have guessed. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Like not to I mean this was only like just a few years ago, but like I would have like maybe pegged you as like a Skyrim sort of dude. That that would have really seen it as therapeutic. Oh, I did play Skyrim. Believe me, I sunk more than a hundred hours into Skyrim. <laughs> Fair. But yeah. So Grand when Theft Skyrim Auto- was out, yes, I was playing that. But Grand Theft Auto was the first of the games that was a ah, end of the day, I need to just cause some mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually, I think, like I played Grand Theft Auto 3. Um and then I played uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City. Oh, yeah. Vice City was great, and, actually. Yeah. I never actually finished Grand Theft Auto Vice City, though, because the therapeutic part was getting into a car, turning on the radio, and driving around. Did you ever turn on the talk radio? I, I was always... Oh, yeah. All yeah, the time. Always talk radio for me. <laughs> talk radio was great, but the soundtrack of Grand Theft Auto Vice City was amazing. So I would basically sit listen to 80s tunes driving around and then I would accidentally run somebody over. The police would chase me and we'd just like go on a, on a chase until they killed me. Uh, and that's why I never finished the game because that's eventually what I just did. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> oh, the days. But like, so those games were were, were really great to, to finish at the end of the day. 
Um, and generally now, um, if if the day is long or there's lots of socializing, I will definitely at some point in the night need to not need, but I will play some video games. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you socialize with video games much anymore or is it definitely something you just use for yourself to recharge? It's mostly something I do for myself to recharge. That's that's really what it is. Mm. Um, socializing pretty much does not happen on video games mm. since I generally don't talk to the people that I'm gaming with. Right. The multiplayer stuff, it just happens. I don't really have conversations with the people I'm gaming with. Mm. So it's really used for um, the recharge and the brain off. Yeah. I've met a, I've met a few introverts that do like to use gaming as their means of socializing because they, you know, they, they maybe work long hours. They don't want to socialize in person, but they definitely like to use the gaming world as a means of, you know, building those solid friendships. And I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I was surprised cause I'm not, I'm not much into that world. Right. Again, I only play like Minecraft ever so lightly. I will put it. Um, but there's people that form those lifelong friendships uh, with their online gaming world. And do you know any, but like, can you speak more to that? I know a few people who've, who've, who've done that, mm-hmm. like playing games, you know, where they're massively multiplaying role-playing games, you know, um, and, and people who, 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 who like world of Warcraft and, mm-hmm. and, and games like that, like those people, playing those games and and talking to people and forming groups and forming friendships absolutely i've known people who form some some really solid friendships over that mm-hmm. um because if you play for hours and you're grinding away cuz a lot of those games are like i guess i'm just going to sit here and mine or for the next 2 hours and you're doing that with your with the rest of your 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 group and you talk about shit mhm that's awesome. It also has the advantage to it doesn't feel like in-person socializing. Yeah, it feels a little bit more relaxed, which is That's nice. right. Yeah. It definitely feels more relaxed. It feels there's the not there isn't the energy drain that in-person socializing has. Mhm. Cuz you also don't have to talk in order to participate. Yeah, exactly. You can still just enjoy the game or even just listen to a conversation. You can still be that observer, right? Which is mm-hmm. yeah, a nice break for the introvert. Question for you. Yes. Does your husband play video games much? Yes. Oh, yes. He games. And it's it's very fun to listen to him create some commentary while he plays. He, oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, he's he never really gets angry while he games. He certainly gets very funny, though. Um Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's he's going through some of the old retro games like Bully. It, it's it, it was Rockstar. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. Well, I, oh yeah, I know Bully. I haven't played it, but it's definitely it's got that that Rockstar. It, I mean, it's uh, was created around the time when Rockstar was was just doing uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And so it had that sort of like we're rebels. We're you're playing a shitty kid. Um, in in the game, so. Um, I never played it, but it was it, uh, like I know of it. Oh yeah, no, you've got to play it. That the, just some of the dialogue is so ridiculous; it's amazing. So he's just been going through that right now, and plus a few other games. So like 
him and I have a nice little tradition where it'll be a Sunday night and he'll just be playing video games and I'll be beside him. Like, you know, I, I personally love playing the Sims as well. I can get wrapped up for hours playing the Sims. So I'll just be like building this house and this family and doing some weird Sims stuff. I don't really, I get a little outlandish sometimes. Don't judge. And yeah, like we'll just sit and game together. Like it's just a nice bonding thing for us at the end of the night as well. But, you know, again, we don't, I, I don't know. He doesn't really use it to socialize much anymore like he used to when, yeah. uh, you know, he was a single dude and he was living with a whole bunch of other dudes that liked to yeah. game too. I mean, there are games where it's almost as much fun to watch somebody play them mm-hmm. as it is to, to, to play it. Like of the Mass Effect games, the original trilogy of that were games that you could actually watch like a movie because there was a lot of, there was drama, there was mm-hmm. character development. Yes, there was some fighting and stuff, but the, the the character development was as important as the fighting stuff. No, it's so true. The massively multiplayer stuff that that's less something that you can just sit and watch with somebody, but the uh, the there are games where they're really engaging enough that you can you can watch with someone. I would say that for sure. Like Bioshock for me, I loved that franchise so much. Like I remember when my cousin got it, and I just watched him play it for hours and it was just so mesmerizing i loved the storyline and it was also scary too but that was the same with yeah. um silent hill that franchise was fantastic loved it yeah i i couldn't play anything more i paid i think like maybe 30 minutes of the original silent hill and i was like fuck it i'm done <laughs> why did you not like the control? i never touched it no it was like look here's a game and as somebody that doesn't watch horror movies or enjoy them let's be honest it's a horror game and there's a fog. There's a little girl singing in the fog. <laughs> and then, oh, and yeah. occasionally you see a shadow in the fog. Fuck that. I'm out. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want to watch a reactionary video of you playing Silent Hill. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. It'll never happen. <laughs> Have you ever, have you come home from work and needed to, like, have you ever felt like what I need right now is to play a video game? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was a couple of years ago and I was still working retail and I was obsessed with just anything Lego at the time. I don't know what it was about the Lego games. We had Lego Star Wars. We had uh, Lego Lord of the Rings. Anything. Lego to just turn off. It was just, it was so amusing and it was just so easygoing. There were, and it was just low stakes as well, right? All you were sure. doing was just playing out a storyline that already existed. It was fine. I would say that was something I really looked forward to every day when I was stressed out from retail. But the Lego games have that, they, yes, they have those familiar uh, intellectual properties like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, the Avengers, whatever. But they also have this this ability to engage you with their puzzles mm-hmm. right yeah. so it's not just it's not straightforward like going through and doing a thing there's always a puzzle to it and to if you get to get from level to level so i can definitely see how that is a therapeutic thing at the end of the day to put your mind to use solving the puzzle rather than mulling over the day and being frustrated with 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 especially when we work in retail customers that you may have dealt with oh yeah absolutely it was it was nice. I, I definitely liked uh, the the Lego puzzles were great. I don't know where mm-hmm. my thought went on that one. 
All right, let's go over to social media. We asked people, we asked on the internet about, you know, how people used video games in order to recharge, if they ever felt like they depended on them and things like that. And we got a few answers to to, to those questions. Um, May said, video games serve a dual purpose for me. I like to use my games on my phone to recharge from the day during my commute and as an excuse to not speak to people who might try to talk to me while I'm in public. I don't know why, but people often talk to me while I'm on the TTC. Don't they know the rules? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Yeah. I got nothing to add to that. No, uh, I don't. It's very straightforward. <laughs> Uh, Chris says, on those rare instances where I feel a bit stressed, I like playing mindless or relatively mindless video games. Other times, there's games I really like, the Elder Scrolls series, and I play those because I like the world and the stories, much as how people will revisit a favorite book or a movie. It's a way to be entertained while not being uh, entirely passive. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And, And Elder Scrolls, very good choice. Sheena said... I love my video games. Helps me escape. During a vacation week, I always plan a day or two dedicated to a full day of gaming. I also enjoy all games. Easy to hard, depending on my mood. I'm seeing a pattern here. We're enjoying our games. Yeah. I. Uh, here's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that introverts are more disposed to playing video games? than extroverts you know i went onto the internet funny segue oh are we are we moving over to the internet (laughs) you know we could move over but there wasn't much there was a debate and well let's 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 go to the internet and we will continue this conversation there (laughs) to the internet uh i noticed that a lot of the debate surrounded that is are video games more geared towards introverts rather than extroverts? The problem with this is that there's such a variety of video games. You've got you've got first-person shooter, you, you've got sports games, you've got world creation, you've got open-ended maps, you've got so much to choose from that it actually is geared towards any personality type because there's something in there for everybody. And also we need to remember that video games is also like how many like how many billions of dollars for an industry it's massive there mm-hmm. is something in there for everyone so there was no actual statistic but when i did go over to 16 personalities there was a really cool article could some personality types love gaming more than others do and to answer the question we asked our community of readers whether they agreed or disagreed with the statement you enjoy playing video games Logicians agreed more to the statement, clocking in at 79.17% with mediators, which is me, at 73.7%. Logicians, which uh, can be more INTP, are the biggest gaming aficionados, with 79% agreeing that they enjoy playing video games. It's no wonder that they scored the highest of all personality types. Does that surprise you? I mean, there's something, I mean, when you look at a video game, you could certainly in many of them, if you are more of a logic focused person, you can 100% see how that would appeal to, to someone. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, let's see here. Logician combination of traits all but guarantees their interest in video games. As introverts, they are more likely to enjoy solitary activities, and as thinking types, they tend to enjoy the strategic advancement that video games provide. Their intuitive and prospecting traits make exploring and building and conquering new worlds a natural draw for logicians. So I guess... I guess there is a little bit more draw towards introverts if if you're going to look at it from the from the personality types. But I'm mm-hmm. still as as an introvert, I'm still not thinking that it's exclusive to an introvert hobby. It's it's just for introverts. It's certainly not going to be it's certainly not going to be exclusive to. Mm-hmm. There are many aspects of video gaming though that would seem to be that would seem to be geared towards uh, the introvert. Mm-hmm. Most games you play by yourself. Mm-hmm. Most games you sit alone in your room and you play the game. Even if it is a multiplayer game, you are still sitting in your room alone playing the game, or you're sitting somewhere playing alone. So in many ways, like that, the aspect of gaming is not is not necessarily a social thing, which makes it something that is very introvert friendly. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the article even says here, although video games are not exclusive, uh, ex- not exclusively solo endeavors, even multiplayer video games tend to create distance between them, right? And that's something mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier: is that having that having that platform creates a little bit more comfortability with socializing. Sure. Yeah, for me, with someone within social anxiety, I'm certainly more at ease speaking in my room and in the comfort of my own home playing something that I connect with with others right as opposed to maybe going out in public and talking about that hobby to others I will say that even you know I mean one of the reasons why I mean there are many reasons not to turn on uh, talking to other people when you're playing online but even if I did have that on like I wasn't talking to people Mm -hmm. I was just like it was listening to the other people and there were lots of people shouting and, and, and saying things to other people. And that was really overwhelming for me. And I often wondered how many how many people that I was playing with were just introverts who weren't saying anything while these other people were dominating the audio sphere of the video game. Well, I'm sure probably a lot more people than we think, which is nice. Reassuring. Mm-hmm. Not a whole bunch of 12-year-olds poning each other. Well, I mean, the thing is that I think that there's there is a certain attitude towards video games. Mm-hmm. And it's considered a childish thing. It's considered a thing. If you look at in the media, how do, how are people who play video games portrayed? Mm-hmm. Which is why a lot of people who are adults and still play video games are not necessarily completely open about it mm-hmm. because of the stereotype of the basement dwelling, still living with his parents, doesn't shower nerd. Oh, and, and that, you know what? That's, that's a pretty negative stereotype. It's, it's certainly not true. We're so far beyond that now, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a pretty sophisticated industry. I mean, especially with the release of VR, right? Like you can't knock it. That that took some pretty brilliant people to devise and create. Yeah, even without VR, I mean, it is a, it is an industry that is as large or larger than, say, Hollywood, for mm-hmm. example. And it is something that that produces a form of entertainment that is not entirely passive. Hmm. That's very true. Have we learned anything today? 
that aside is- from the fact that perhaps you are more dependent on video games than you were willing to admit <laughs> at first blush. I was actually just about to say that. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to stop knocking you, Phil, about it, and I'm going to have to admit openly to everyone that I may or may not have a dependency on building me some mine minds. <laughs> I want to I want to take the word dependency out of this equation. It's it's something that we were joking about at first and that that's that's the way that we're looking at it, but I do want to take dependency out of the out of the conversation. Cuz it's not a dependency. You don't need that video game. Mm-hmm. You get a benefit from that video game when you play it. Absolutely. And it is just as valid of a hobby as anything else. There are some people that can make a really good living off of it. And, mm. and there's uh, so many opportunities for a financial gain out of it. There's competitions. Sure. Uh, that, yeah, again, lots of a- activity that happens in that department that I don't think, actually, that is something we learned. I don't think you can call it a dependency. It's not right. No. No. No, it's, it's certainly not a dependency, especially as an introvert that uses video games to recharge, which is a necessary thing at the end of the day. It's not a dependency. It's, it's a, it's, and it, I mean, it's not, it's not a necessity. I could do, I could recharge without it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can recharge faster with it. Yes. Very nicely said. Thank you. Uh, before we close, I just want to remind everybody that we are still socially distancing. Make sure that you wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Stay more than six feet away from other people. And stay home if it's non-essential. Stay the fuck home. 